welcome to the yakking show this is an excerpt from one of our premium episodes if you'd like to watch the full hour-long episode and get the transcript hop over to our website theyakkingshow.com and sign up to become a member yeah. um, we always have interesting guests um, who are experts in their fields for our premium members and today is no exception. We have the great pleasure of welcoming back Jim Marshall. So Jim Marshall is the author of a book entitled Septemics, Hierarchies of Human Phenomenon. It's a book about a unique, transformative, revolutionary social science. Septemics is a system that helps us understand human behavior in many different areas applicable to both business and life. So for the, the new people who don't know me, I am the discoverer of hitherto unknown natural phenomena, which greatly aided the understanding of people, from which I created a revolutionary practical philosophic system and published it in the book, Septemics Hierarchies of Human Phenomena. Uh, 27 years of direct observation has shown that this book will dramatically improve the life of anyone who takes advantage of it. So first of all, the first thing I need to say about this is most people, and I'm talking about maybe 90%, at least 90%, have a misconception about control. Control is an inherently positive thing. Anytime anybody succeeds at anything, it's because of control. Uh, Pavarotti could control his voice. Uh, Babe Ruth could control the baseball that was pitched at him. Uh, Obama could control his voice when he gave a speech. It was very clear. So many people have the misconception that control is a bad thing. Uh, now, that's because they have it mixed up with domination. Hmm. Domination is a bad thing. But control is not. So that's the first thing you have to realize. So. If you want to succeed in anything, it's absolutely a function of control, understand. Uh, because the scale of stopping, it, it, it means the ability to discontinue something, but it also means the ability to prevent something, both at the same time. Mm -hmm. So somebody who at the top of the scale, level one, cannot be stopped. That person is invincible. Just want to read a comment or uh, something you wrote in your book here. You say that, and then you can go and expand on this more, Jim, but you say universal education is a huge waste of taxpayers' money because some tremendous proportion of public school students are at levels five, six, or seven. So I'll leave it to you to explain that to the audience. Right. Okay, so level seven. This is something that's a new idea to most people. This is what I call a non-student. A non-student will not learn. Mm. Forcing this person to sit in a classroom not only does no good for him, it disrupts the whole environment. I picked up something that intrigued me. You said conformity is antithetical to cognitive development. And uh, that reassured me because I, <clears throat> I've always been a nonconformist myself and seen many far more brilliant people than me also nonconformists. So uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Well, cognitively, 
you know, every person's mind is unique. Every person is yep. unique. And so, as I state in this chapter, teaching people in classes is a fundamentally dysfunctional model. Mm -hmm. Now, there are a few things that can be done in a class, like a demonstration, like a chemistry demonstration or a physics demonstration. Uh, but really, individual attention to the student is much more efficient, much easier on the student, and will get much better results demographically across the board. Mm -hmm. With respect to the scale of literacy, I, you know, what has happened to the education system in most of the world that has caused, I would say, most of the population to be at low levels of this particular scale? Right. I can tell you that with precision. Okay. There is at most 8,000 people who control Earth. There's actually a book out on that, and the guy came up with number 6,500. So a little bit of time has gone by, and the population has increased. So I'm figuring, that's why I say at most 8,000 people. Yeah. This, is, this is extremely important. This is a highly sophisticated scale. Notice it says this scale aligns with the scale of management. Okay. So what I have discovered is that managing people correctly is largely a function of where a, the person is on this scale. You see, if a person is a genius, right? The way to handle that person is establish an organization around that. This tells you pretty quickly. Like for example, Einstein is an institution. You know, there's like a whole subculture built around him. He is a genius. He's a unique person. I just want to quote you here. You say the primary prerequisite for good memory is courage. Because if you can face up to something, you can remember it. Cowardice leads to forgetfulness and then delusion. So maybe you can mm. expand on that. Sure. Well, I mean, everybody in the mental health field knows this. You know, the guy can't face something. So uh, like a guy whose wife leaves him, he's heartbroken. Uh, he becomes a drug addict because he can't face it. So, the, the you know, the drugs sort of get him to, to forget. He gets him sort of out of reality, uh, which obviously is not a good thing, but you know, it, it, it'll cause his memory to deteriorate. First of all, there are people uh, who have no reality on spirituality. Uh, there are even some famous people, there are even people with graduate degrees. They just say, uh, a lot of, you know, psychiatrists, there is no spirit, there's only matter, okay? Matter, energy, space, and time, that's all. There is nothing beyond that. Now, that is a very small minority of people. A vast majority of the people in the world understand, even if they don't belong to a religion, that there is spirituality. Mm -hmm. uh, for those people, this is a very useful scale because it goes all the way from the lowest spiritual identity, which is thinking you are an inanimate object, all the way up to the highest level, which is infinity, which is what uh, in Oriental philosophy they call 
Nirvana. In your book, it's it says here, it is not the experience that makes the incident traumatic. It is rather one's ability to deal with it. And then you go on to describe how you sat quietly through a root canal without anesthetic. And when it was done, you just got up and went home. So, I mean, you're right. It depends on how you deal with trauma. And and maybe you can explain how is it that somebody can go through such traumatic experience and be absolutely devastated, possibly ruin their entire life versus another person that may experience something similar and then they grow from it. They get stronger from it and they you know they go on to to do great things because of that trauma the overwhelming majority of people on earth are at or near the bottom of this scale uh and you would have to get into some very effective facilitation over a long period of time to move up this scale 